0: vacation edition just in time to watch the yankees crash and burn hello
1: take me back yeah i didn't i didn't even go anywhere just take me back to a point where i'm not watching the yankees
0: (laughs) well you it motivated you to plan a vacation so that's there's that
1: (laughs) that is that is happening yes so (laughs) (laughs) that's fun
0: yes just hide from the yankees as much as you can
1: i'll be on the other side of the planet in september so that's that's pretty much as far as i can get
0: good It's a wise move. It's a wise move.
1: Mostly because Hal won't give me a a ride on his rocket to the sun.
0: Yeah, as you probably know by now, I'm Andrew Marin, Kinshaw. We are talking about the Yankees, who we have not talked about together in a couple weeks, mainly because I was out on vacation for most of last week, which was a good time to not pay attention to the Yankees, because boy, howdy, did I miss some crappy, crappy baseball for the most part. Yep. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and recap these few series that I've mostly missed. They started off by beating the Royals two out of three. Fine, they didn't look totally sharp, but whatever, wins or wins. Then they got completely pantsed by the Red Sox again at Fenway Park. They're now 0-6 on the season against the Red Sox. Good, good. Then they dropped a home series to the Angels in absolutely humiliating fashion, especially in the last game of the three since the fourth was rained out. They scored seven runs in the first inning off Shohei Otani, and then they completely fell apart in the ninth inning thanks to our oldest Chapman and lost in extras. So, good times. Then they had to endure tons of rain, which was honestly a blessed relief from that humiliating loss. And then when they finally got going again, they lost a game to the Mets. Then they split a doubleheader in which Garrett Cole got slammed in the opener and a roll Chapman blew another save. So really good stuff. They were briefly at 500. They're only one game over as of the time that we were recording. Yeah. It's just a disaster right now for the Yankees.
1: Don't worry. Aaron, judge all the players only meeting. It's oh, good now we're saying... I he, feel bad for Judge.
0: I do feel bad for him. This is like the kind of you know soft stuff that a leader is supposed to you know try to do to get a team rolling again. But this is this club is just not doing anything.
1: I just again I would love to just be in that players only. I mean, not just because like you know you you know you as a fan you want to know what they say. I just want to see like Aaron Judge like close the door and be like, like <laughs> guys,
0: <laughs> like really really
1: come on.
0: Labor, have you had any Wheaties at all? (laughs) Luke Voigt, are you alive? Brett Gardner, why are are your retirement papers not filed?
1: (laughs) You you know the post office still delivers, right? You you just put a stamp on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not
0: even getting into the pitching staff, which has been almost entirely dreadful.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Please bring back the sticky stuff.
0: Yeah, (laughs) bring back the sticky stuff. That's going to be the new campaign.
1: Yes. (laughs) You know how, like, in Space Jam, there's, like, Michael's secret stuff? Yeah. You didn't need Garrett's sticky stuff for the <laughs> freaking <bottle. laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to find a new limited run for that. Maybe they could use the generic uh, Target brand version. Up and up, sticky stuff, or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, uh, what, what's the Walmart brand?
0: <laughs> use that. Oh, Essentials. Is that it?
1: I think Target might be Essentials. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm far more interested in this than I am in the Yankees. So that's just telling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's when it's bad enough that there were separate instances. Obviously, we got the daily Boon affirmations of, oh, this, you got to pick this up. This is terrible. We had a Brian Cashman press conference too, where he's like, this is bad. And then even Hal Steinbrenner came out from behind the curtains to, you know, do a Zoom press conference the day after that terrible Angels loss. And it was basically just more of the same. Like we have to do better. Don't expect to see any coaching changes, which I mean I think there is a reasonable call for that at this point, but it's not gonna happen with the Yankees because they're very set in their ways. So this is just what it is, and they're gonna have to hope that the players just get better because Mm. they're more than just one or two trades away.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think we'll talk a little bit more in detail about Hal's comments in a little bit, but as far as like the overall state of the Yankees, I feel like yeah, it'd be nice for them to go if they can even meet the asking price. I'm not even worried about like the Yankees affording these guys, but like if they can meet the asking price for like a Trevor story or a Max Scherzer, that'd be cool. But I don't think those two guys are going to solve the problems with this team. Cause again, we've talked about this pretty much every week since April where it's not just like one or two guys that are slumping. It's not like they just have a black hole in the lineup. It's just overall as a team, they're not performing like they have the talent. They have the guys there. It's just, for whatever reason, this is not clicking. But first, it was just the offense that wasn't doing anything. And, you know, they were getting by in the pitching. But now the pitching starting to show its weakness. And then now even, like, the guys who you can rely on, like Garrett Cole and, you know, even the Chapman to a certain extent, as much as I don't trust him. But, you know, he, he was having a phenomenal start to the year. Now, these guys are not anywhere near sure things or reliable right now either. And it's just all a mess. And whether that comes down to the dead ball, this lack of sticky stuff or whatever it is, it's just 2020 hangover. It's not good for the Yankees right now.
0: Yeah. And the pitching is now just as unstable as it seemed like it would be before the season, because now we can't even necessarily trust Garrett Cole starts because he's getting hit around by not extremely great offenses honestly like I know the Mets are yeah, I mean, some good guys but it's they don't have one of the better offenses in the league so
1: they, no the Mets often are struggling to put up runs in themselves too and but they're just happen to be leading the, their division because they're in a crappy division whereas the Yankees are we're counting on you know the Rays and the Red Sox to just be bad and we're counting on just being able to f- walk into the playoffs and now they're sitting in fourth place because of it.
0: Yeah. So by FanGraphs, the Yankees have a 99 WRC plus, and the Mets have a 93. So even like the Yankees' offense, as inconsistent as it has been all season, on the whole has been better than the Mets. And yet the right. Mets had no problem rallying off Garrett Cole with down three in the seven inning game. Forget Chapman.
1: Yeah. Forget yeah. Forget Chapman. Like that's just a whole other issue on its own. But if Garrett Cole's handed a three run lead, you would expect him to hold on to it. Exactly and not be pulled in the fourth inning. No. Like, obviously, yeah, it was a seven-inning game, so, like, you know, maybe in, like, normal game standards, that's the fifth or sixth inning, but it's still weird.
0: Yeah, and obviously the, the Red Sox lit him up, too, and that's a better offense, but still, like, the reason you have Garrett Cole is to win games like that against the Red Sox, and I know he's, like, right now trying to adjust to the sticky stuffless era, but he just put them out of that game in a hurry and secured that sweep.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, you kind of went into that Sunday game thinking, like, all right, at least we have Garrett Cole on the mound. We can save ourselves from being fully embarrassed and we've swept by the Red Sox again. Like, yeah, we got swept at home by them, but at least in their house, we won't get swept because we have Garrett Cole going. At least we have a chance. And then, nope.
0: Actually, you don't have a chance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually... We have other plans.
0: Actually, everything sucks, which is the title of this episode.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. But
0: like So Garrett Cole's bad. The rest of the rotation is not doing great either. Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Armand, James Tayo. And occasionally we'll see like a decent start out of one of them, but on the whole, it hasn't been great. The only decent start quote unquote recently was the Nestor Cortez Sunday night baseball thing. And again, half of that is just funny because of Nestor Cortez weird ass deliveries.
1: Honestly, half of it's funny because Nestor Cortez's mustache.
0: Oh my God. His mustache is amazing. I point, I point it out anytime. Like it happens to be on TV. I'm like, look at that.
1: Yes. <laughs> like he looks like, like a typical, like cartoon villain. Yes. Like, I feel like his mustache just grew just to be like, look, you could be cast. A, you know, the cartoon as a villain, but he's clearly not because he was the hero for the Yankees on Sunday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, him and uh, well, Chad Green, especially. He's like been
1: oh yeah
0: in the bullpen. It's basically been like Chad Green and Jonathan Lewiska. And other than that, ugh. but Chad Green was just incredible, honestly, to help secure that one win that they did get on Sunday night. He was perfect and threw an immaculate inning to, to close it down. So very, very good by him. And almost inversely to uh, whatever uh, a rule this Chapman stylings are currently.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anytime you're asking like a Chad Green to go three innings, it's like, oh, crap. It Basically, we have no other options right now. <laughs> three innings and... in the
0: second game of a doubleheader in which he pitched in the first. Granted, he only right. threw two pitches, but still.
1: Yeah, which is a whole other thing, too. It's just like, wh- wh- why? Okay, sure, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing where Boone is opening up opening himself up to more questioning since Green had only thrown the two pitches and he turned to Chapman uh, after the terrible week that Chapman's had and thought that Chapman could close that down. And he immediately gave up a home run to Pete Alonso and a terrible slider. So
1: yeah, good stuff. Right. We love it. <laughs> love to see it.
0: Yeah, and also it's worth mentioning that uh, Clint Frazier is now on the IL too because he's suffering from vertigo, and they're also just trying to—they're still running tests, I believe, trying to figure out what the extent of his head injury is, and that's that's just scary to hear about.
1: Yeah, I mean, after he left that game, the next day made that trade for uh, Tim Locastro. Yeah, and I kind of had like a dark feeling. I was like, I wonder if this is because they're expecting like a longer stint for like, like maybe he needs a little bit more time because, you know, he left the, he left that one game with dizziness, and, like, this week, that week in, in New York was just brutal. It was miserably hot, so, like, I don't blame him, and, and especially I don't blame them for being even a little extra cautious with him, because, you know, he does have, like, a history with, like, head injuries, you know, with the concussion and all that, so it's definitely scary, but hopefully, you know, he, he comes back all right.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. There's They've got a lot of concerns there, and you know, Frazier's among them, but, you know, he's literally got to, got to get his head right to yeah. basically be counted on. And, you know, they'll take their time with that because of that scary history. And if he has to miss as much time as he needs, that's fine. They will, they will manage.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> it was funny seeing the uh, reactions to the Tim Lacastro trade just because it's just okay, I guess. But I think that yeah. was more an indictment on like the Yankees not feeling super confident in their minor league <laughs> options, be it like a veteran like Greg Allen or one of the minor leaguers like Trey Ambergi. Um, Right. It does seem like maybe they just wanted like a more major league guy in there. And maybe that blows up in their faces too, but whatever.
1: I mean, the way I look at it is like, and this is no offense to Clint. I'm not in any way saying like, okay, well, at least he wasn't hitting well. So we're not missing somebody like, no, nothing like that. But it's not like Tim LaCasso is being asked to replace like, you know, like an all-star or anything like that. Like he's just kind of being asked to exist. Exactly. (laughs) And like, yeah, I know I know people were like ranging from like who gives a crap to like very, very angry about the that trade. But I think that's just the timing of the trade coming with like Hal's comments about like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do everything kind of win-win-win. And then you get like this guy who's you know not for nothing but done nothing in yeah. the season. So it's like it's not really inspiring. I think it's just the timing of it caused more negative reactions than it probably deserved. I think under normal circumstances depending on what you define as normal, like people would just be like, all right, whatever, who gives a crap?
0: Yeah, the Yankees have not had the best luck with timing in this past week too. Like it was no. very darkly amusing. And this is not even something that the Yankees could control because this is just when it was being announced. But how after the first game of that doubleheader on Sunday was when the American League All-Star Reserves were announced and yes. Chapman and Cole both made it after looking like complete ass.
1: <laughs> they both pretty much contributed to the Yankees loss in the first game there. And it was just funny timing.
0: Yeah. I was just like, yep, oh, oh well. <laughs> it's and then I was am reading the about the announcements like a roll of it was a four point seven one yeah right
1: <laughs> like oh, yeah <laughs> like I wonder when these like things are these decisions are made, when these votes are cast and put in or whatever, because I feel like if you look at the last month, I don't think either of them should go would have gone on, but obviously this has to be done decided beforehand and oh yeah. You know, well, obvi-
0: so these spots are decided by, like, player votes, and then there are some who are just picked by, like, the commissioner's office. And I have a strong feeling that given, like, how Garrett Cole and Chapman both started the season, player yeah. votes were just like, yeah, we'll get them in there. And those probably went out, like, early, mid-June, late June at latest. So Yeah,
1: you'd have to think that end of May to, uh, to mid-June is, like, when that voting period was there. So by that point, it's maybe, like, Garrett and Chapman had, like, Cole and Chapman had, like, one or two bad appearances, but not enough to cause concern, whereas now Absolutely it's like not. a yeah. proper concern.
0: Yeah, and maybe, like, just through the numbers, Cole would have still made it anyway, but it, it is funny seeing Chapman then there now with his terrible, terrible can, numbers.
1: Can we replace him with Green? At least he, at least he threw a monocular inning and he doesn't give a crap when he's being pitched.
0: Yeah, maybe he deserves a vacation instead. <laughs> Your reward <laughs> is getting to not hang out with uh, a role as Chapman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I said instead of. So either yeah. way, he wouldn't have to hang out with the role of champion.
0: That's fair. <laughs> Someone sent him on a separate vacation to Colorado <laughs> so he can just hang out and get high somewhere. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can go to Colorado Springs. <laughs>
0: uh, and I guess it is worth noting that um, you know, Aaron Judge was voted onto the team, which is totally deserving because, again, he's been incredible and one of the best outfielders in the American League. So right. congrats to him. And Gary Sanchez did not make it, which I, I, I get in the category of like, would have been cool, but it's fine.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I think if they're like, they need to replace somebody, especially if they need to replace like a catcher for whatever reason, like in the next like week or two, whenever that is like, then I think he should get a little bit more consideration, but especially considering like how this voting is happens and how the reserves are named and when the players and coaches and all that do their voting. That was probably, you know, taking in a lot of the early parts of the year where Gary Sanchez was not doing well. So it makes sense. It's just over the last month he's had he's obviously turned the season around completely to become like the Yankees' hottest hitter. But so it'd be nice to see if like they needed a replacement, especially like at the catcher position, Gary Sanchez could get that nod. But I don't think it's necessary. Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like a snub.
0: Yeah, it's not a huge snub there
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and honestly probably if there is another catcher taken yasmani grandal might be that guy because he's had a really good season in chicago it is funny because he's had a great season but he's hitting under 200 so i i can't imagine like if he was a yankee people would be like oh my god he's terrible but he walks and hits enough home runs that he still has a 135 wrc (laughs)
1: plus he's still opsing 131 to ops plus 131 so
0: Anyway, welcome to Yasmani Grandal chat, because we don't want to talk about the Yankees. Still more interesting
1: than the Yankees.
0: (sighs) All right. Well, we'll take an ad break, and we will be right back. And we're back. So any other Yankee-related crap you want to talk about?
1: I think just, you know, to touch upon, like, Hal's comments a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I don't sure. think we really did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, Hal Steinbrenner obviously spoke to the media. It was, like, a big thing beforehand. Like, they were announced it the night before, like, Hal Steinbrenner was going to talk to the media on Zoom, and he kind of came out and basically just blamed the players for sucking, which kind I kind of find funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was obviously very frustrating because – you know, I didn't expect him to come out and like be like, okay, yeah, I'm firing Brian Cashman, I'm firing Aaron Boone, nah. none of that. It would have been nice to see him held somebody a little bit more accountable or actually come out with some sort of plan or some sort of actual commitment to anything. You know, he was obviously asked whether or not they'd go over the threshold and his answer was as non-committal as possible, which obviously people took to mean like, yeah, he said he's going to go over. I'm like, no, he didn't. He said he'll consider doing whatever it takes or something like that, which is basically the most non-answer you can give.
0: Yeah. It's like, I will think about something.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I will consider the possibility of entertaining the idea of having a thought about maybe doing something. Very inspiring stuff, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, you know, do you think there's a little bit of truth to what he's saying in the sense that like he, because he did, he did say like, you know, some of the blame falls on me and uh, Brian and Aaron, like obviously Cashman and Boone, which true, I think maybe a little bit more than, you know, he's willing to give himself and the other two guys. But, you know, he did at least take a little bit of blame for it. But then he wanted to put uh, most of the blame back on the players and say basically say like, hey, you know, you guys are the ones out there performing. You guys should be able to perform. And to give him a little bit of, I don't want to say credit, but let's just say credit, like, yeah, I mean, this is not like a, the 2013 Yankees roster where it's just like you have no hope or anything like that for what they're putting out there. On paper, this is a very good team. This is a very talented team that should be doing better. So I do think there is a little bit of, you know, that to go to the players. Like you have to give the players a little bit of crap for that because, yeah, you guys are better than what you're doing. But yeah. it's up to the general manager to make sure the roster is in, is not like susceptible to like other teams being able to take advantage of their weaknesses. It's up to the manager to make sure the clubhouse like motivated and doing their thing and playing well, which they're not doing any of that right now.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely something to the fact that the lineup, this is not Lyle Overbay. We need to keep him on the roster because he can't afford to lose his bat. So we'll play him in right field. This isn't any of that going on. On paper, before the season, this lineup was supposed to be great. And you looked at the names. You had like Luke Voigt. You had Clint Frazier coming off a good year. You had Gareth Sanchez. Uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stan, who have had good seasons. Gleyber Torres was supposed to be good. And Glaber has fallen on his face. DJ LeMahieu has been hitting a little bit better in the past several weeks or so, but still only about league average for the season. Gary has been up and down, and they've had to try and Har. Clint Frazier to, to get something in left field. Krugnid Odor has played the most games at second. So that's not good. And Hal Simon did touch on the fact that, yes, Aaron Hicks being out has been a big blow. And I think we've really been seeing that in the past few months. And CeCe Zabathia has talked about this on the podcast too, I believe, how he's a different sort of dynamic player who, when he's playing well, and we didn't really see much of that early in the season because he was also a slow start in battling some injuries here and there. But when he's in his good form, that's an element that the offense is missing. So it's been a tough go of it for the players we should really be doing better for an offense but the pitching side a lot of this was very foreseeable
1: yeah and that's why you give the players some crap for like not performing on the offensive side but on the pitching side yeah you got to do better like yeah sure you didn't expect your freaking 300 uh, million dollar ace and your 86 million dollar freaking closer to not be good and whatever however they were good it's like again you want to talk about the sticky substances? If that's been the factor, or whatever, maybe yeah, you weren't expecting that. But outside of those two, it's still like not like the bullpen and the rotation have been performing fantastic. Where you can be like, oh well, who, who would have knew about the sticky substances? No, because it's just other shit also going on that because it was totally totally predictable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, like, I don't think anyone predicted Justin Wilson to be, like, a great relief addition, too. I thought he'd be fine, but, like, he's been absolutely terrible and has been injured, too. And he came back and got lit up. So, you know, welcome back,
1: my dude. Yeah. It's funny because when uh, Aaron Boone went to Wilson, I thought it was a good time to probably give him a shot just to kind of see what he has with them. Yeah, and because like you know the Yankees were being like no hit at the time, so it's just (laughs) like all right, I don't think there's much of anything happening here. And then Justin Wilson happened, and then you know the game was just completely unreachable. And then later on, obviously Aaron Judge got things going, and you know they started to mount a little bit of a comeback. Where maybe if you don't pitch Justin Wilson there, and he or he doesn't give up those runs, that it's a little bit easier road maybe they still don't come back but maybe they do it's not completely out of reach so that was annoying but yeah, yeah I mean especially because like you know Justin Wilson was good as uh, recent as last year it's yeah. not like he was bad it's not like they picked up a bad reliever like oh shit he's he's bad no it's like oh they picked up a good reliever and he's just bad now
0: yeah and they've missed Zach Britton too who came back and had to pretty much go right back on the DL because he hurt his hamstring so that was fun
1: <laughs> yeah and like you know you could tell like the, the couple games that he did pitch before going back in the DL, he was still working through some sure. things and to, trying to get his putting out there, but it was still, it was still nice to have him back in the bullpen. And then, yeah, like you said, he got hurt, but hopefully this one shouldn't be a long stint. I think he's already either has thrown or scheduled to resume throwing or something. Well, hopefully we'll see him back soon. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. then, at least we have Nestor Cortez.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's been hard too, because some of these other guys who were contributors earlier in the season, the wheels have sort of come off. Licky, did not look good the other day. Sessa has been more up and down lately, which again I guess that was inevitable. <laughs> so, Juan yeah. de Peralta is just not really that good, which not really a surprise. But again, I yeah, I mean, I think he was
1: overperforming when he got here, which was nice. Yeah, but. It's starting. to He's starting to kind of, you know, regress to the mean again. It's like, oh, right, yeah, this that, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: and again, I'm going to throw out here that Mike Talkman is hurt. So <laughs> I, say,
1: I still don't. I still do not care about Mike Talkman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a... not
1: the answer to the Yankees' problems.
0: He's an underwhelming player for an underwhelming player trade. So, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, this is just. A tough team to talk about and we really need to see them do better soon because they have six games left until the all-star break and it's a fun west coast trip that will take them through seattle and houston so good luck with that
1: like the only good thing i can say is that this, since they're playing in seattle there's going to be some late games yep and i will go to bed early and not watch them <laughs> that is the nicest thing i can say yeah
0: <laughs> fair very fair And also we'll point out too, the MLB draft will be next weekend. We are not personally the draft experts go to read some of Dan Kelly's writing for that, but that'll be exciting to see who the Yankees bring into the organization. We'll be able to talk about them a little bit. The next time we podcast.
1: Can they play center field right away? (laughs) Probably not.
0: (laughs) Can they pitch (laughs) right away? (laughs) It's like the first pick the Yankees select Andy Pettit. Wait, what? (laughs) Can they do that?
1: There's non-zero chance that like Andy Pettit could come in, pitch tomorrow, and still do better than some of the performances we've been getting.
0: All right, I would take 2021 Andy Pettit over Jameson Tyone. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I trust Andy Pettit to give, to give me five decent innings more than Jameson Tyone. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is not fun.
0: No, it's not fun. It's not fun.
1: Nope, not fun at all.
0: Well, speaking of those baby bombers, shall we go and meet one of them?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, cool. Who are we meeting for you this week?
1: So, for this week, we are meeting Luis Medina. Ooh. So, Medina was signed in uh, 2015. And, you know, he probably has like the biggest ceiling uh, as far as the Yankees pitching prospects are concerned. But he does have a, a lot of issues with walking people. He walks a lot of players. But, you know, he recently just earned a promotion to double A Somerset, where he's been struggling of late. Like he started the season down in Hudson Valley in uh, the high A, and then he was off to a good start there. He had a 2.76 ERA over seven games. He had struck out uh, 50 batters in those seven games, which is you know pretty good. But he still had 19 walks against those 50 batters. And then you know with the abundance of roster moves that the Yankees made like a few weeks ago, where like there was a lot of people moving up and all that, he was part of that. So he moved up to Double A Somerset, where he had been struggling pretty badly so far. Four games, he has a 5.21 ERA. He's pitched 19 innings so far. And in those 19 innings, he's given up 13 walks. He's still striking out batters, even a double A, you know, 28 batters, but the walks are obviously a concern. Although, to his credit, he did finally have a pretty good start just yesterday, actually. He struck out eight in basically five innings of no run baseball and only walked one player during that game so you know pretty good pretty good hopefully it's a uh, him just kind of adjusting and getting his uh feet wet and you know can start getting going there so prove his numbers there it'd be pretty good to see based on you know how he's been performing so far i don't think he's obviously somebody that's going to be coming up this year but if he can kind of figure out what's going on in double a then i think maybe by at some point next year if there's baseball if the world hasn't ended we will probably might see some uh, Luis Medina action but cool thing is he was also named to the uh, MLB American League Futures roster so he will join Jason Dominguez and representing the Yankees in during All Star week Very cool.
0: Yeah. And he had um, one thing that I do remember in the offseason, he pitched in the Puerto Rican Winter League and really dominated there. And that's a league that he was about four years younger than the average player there. And he had a 0.54 ERA and four starts. So pretty good stuff from him there. And as you said, was looking good at Hudson Valley has hit a bump in the road double A, but the high A to double A transition is one of the tougher ones that exists in professional baseball so ideally these are just some growing pains for a 22 year old pitcher who could be a very big part of the yankees future we'll see what goes on with him
1: yeah and if you read uh dan kelly's uh season preview from uh, on pinstripe valley uh, uh, on medina from march of this year you know he talks about there's a lot of good stuff in there that talks about you know how even a lot of scouts even with his like his control issues where he just basically can't find the strike zone basically say like you know he has the potential to be top of the rotation kind of guy his stuff is just electric. His curveball is one of the best in the minors when it's right. It's just he still obviously has trouble locating the strike zone. But if he does and he can do that on a consistent basis, there'll be someone to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Luis Medina is a guy who is worth getting excited about. He is already on the 40-man roster, too. So the Yankees see his value. Yes,
1: so, that was a decision made, this I think, this offseason. Yeah,
0: yeah. So maybe we'll see funky cold Medina in the near future. <laughs> All right. My guy is uh, someone who is not as exciting a prospect, but has a, a fun name to me at least. And this is Max Burt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm very fond of the one syllable names, especially when it's like one two. I've, I even though he's a Red Sox, I always like Brock Holt. uh like Bill yeah. Hall back in those Brewers b- days. Just these, just very
1: fun to say. It's just fun because like you, you, you're like all right, but like, is that going to finish? Or, is that it? <laughs>
0: Nope, just Max Burt. His dad was Bill Burt. His grandpa was Bill Burt Sr. So good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, so Max Burt, he's on the Somerset Patriots in Double A. He was drafted as a third baseman, but has played all around the infield, though mostly third and short. He graduated from St. John's Prep in Danvers, Massachusetts, where he was a big Captain Marvel enthusiast. Okay, I'm getting this wrong hearing. He's actually a captain of the team that won back-to-back league titles, which I guess close enough, right? (laughs)
1: I yeah, hope that was a something about Captain Marvel or Marvel <laughs> coming soon, because I really want to know where that came from. <laughs> just, I'm just imagining Max Burt, who's definitely listening to this podcast, be like, yeah, I- I'm a Captain Marvel enthusiast. Oh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, it was a good movie. I
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I really liked Jude Law. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, Max Burt, he, after high school, he went to... Northeastern University in Boston, played four years there. He had an 822 OPS as a junior before sliding back a bit as a senior. But he still ended his career in Northeastern with more games than anyone in school history, which is pretty cool, 224. And he was selected by the Yankees in the 28th round of the 2018 MLB draft. He hit 274, 374, 366 with a 93 WRC plus at the dearly departed Pulaski Short Season Rookie League for the rest of the season. 2019 was not as good at the plate for Burt, though. He did float around between three levels and ended up at A Trenton at the end of the season, so he was getting a little bit more experience. And he started the year... In 2021 with Tampa for six games, he hit 423 and then was bumped back up to A Somerset, the same level that he ended the 2019 season. He's hit 245, 317, 383 with a 93 WRC plus in 29 games there. He currently is on the injured list with a groin injury, so he's not playing at the moment, but he's working his way back. And my fun fact for him is Twitter cover photo is him appearing to deeply take in some advice from D.D. D. Gregorius. So that's a thumbs
1: up in my book. Not Captain Marvel.
0: No. Well, maybe.
1: Who <laughs> <laughs> are we to maybe say? D- maybe D.D. is the next Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, mild spoiler alert for Loki, but it's all opened up all these alternate timelines. Maybe in one timeline, D.D. is Captain Marvel.
1: So now I have to do two Photoshops. I have to do Garrett's sticky stuff and I have to do D.D. <laughs> as Captain Marvel.
0: <laughs> Obviously.
1: Yeah, But no, I, I do enjoy somebody who wants to represent D.D. Gregorius, and I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully yeah. he'll, get, he'll get healthy soon <laughs> or do something. But in the meantime, at least he has a fun name.
0: Yeah, he is regrettably a New England Patriots fan, but I guess what are you going to do? He's from Massachusetts. It happens. I
1: mean, he is the most Burt possible, so that's just something that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is maximum Burt.
1: <laughs> maximum Burt, not minimum Burt.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Max Burt. He's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we wrap this up with the Yankee Amitri of the Week?
1: Is there a Yankee of the Week? <laughs> there may be. There may be.
0: I'm not even going to do the honk this week. The team doesn't deserve the honk. <laughs> yeah, team is... The entire team is the honk. <laughs> All right, who's your Yankee of the Week?
1: My Yankee of the Week was originally just going to be Rain, because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, like, I think you know what? Screw it. My, I have two Yankees of the Week. One is Rain, who has saved me from having to You know, even if I wasn't going to watch the Yankees, at least just read about them or hear about how badly they performed. So, Rain is a co-winner. But my other winner is going to be Chad Green, just because of his performance yesterday, especially. To come in, pitch three innings in relief, get the win, and close out the game with an immaculate inning is just, you know, always a good thing. That's some boss shit. (laughs) that's That's really some boss shit. And obviously since I'm going to kind of go back over the last two weeks because we have we didn't podcast last week. So since we last podcasted, Green has appeared in four games. He pitched eight innings total. He has a 1.13 ERA, a 0. .077 batting average against. He's allowed one run in that span. So for when the bullpen's been not that great, at least Chad Green's been pretty reliable. In those uh, eight innings, he has 10 strikeouts and no walks. Very good. Chad Green and Rain.
0: Yeah, Chad Green and Rain. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with a three-way tie between Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela and The Beach. <laughs>
1: because the beach allows also to, rain. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's sort of an extension of like weather as our co Yankee of the week too. Yes. But because I was at the beach, and got to miss most of this terrible week, uh, that was nice. But uh, I will give some credit to Aaron Judge for being named voted to the American League All Star team and still hitting very well over the past week. And Gio Urshela has had a three-run home run to the short porch the other day. That was fun to watch briefly, and he's hit pretty well too. These are the two guys who have basically been consistent and ever most of the other players have been really frustrating to watch, but at least they're doing their damnedest.
1: Yeah, I mean, kudos to them for not just saying, screw this, I'm out, and just, like, phoning in every every time out there. Obviously, you know, these guys are athletes, and I'm not even saying, like, even the guys who are underperforming are doing that. It's just, you know, kudos when you're the only ones who are doing well to not just be like, man, this is tiring <laughs> yeah
0: i guess they go they it's easy to look at what mike trout has done for like the last seven years in anaheim yeah. since they last made the playoffs and he's just like well if you could hang in there i guess i can deal with this annoyance but there's such bad, pic- there's such bad vibes in the yankees clubhouse right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> now i'm picturing like mike trout sending like weather related memes to Aaron judge like just a cloud with sunglasses on like deal with it <laughs> <such stupid-ass> crap. <laughs> he probably does the most generic and boring memes ever like Mike Trout just like patting himself on the back or like giving his like his own Liz Lemon type self high five to himself after sunset
0: yeah Mike Trout only like just discovered like the fry not sure if meme yes <laughs> it's like but not sure are... not sure if 2015 to 21 Angels or 2021 Yankees <laughs> yes.
1: anyway. but all of his are somehow weather related <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Otani's blocked his number, so. Right. <laughs> He's got to do it
1: somewhere. Ot- Otani's just like, yeah, no, new phone, who does?
0: <laughs> yeah. Of course, we, we joke about the Angels, but they have the same record as the Yankees right now, so ha, <laughs> ha, joke's on us.
1: <laughs> I, I will say, before we move to the Metre of the Week, since you mentioned Otani, I will just say it was fun to watch him, you know, kind of do his thing and become named the first, like, you know, pitcher and hitter in All-Star. Oh, yeah. So that, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and it was pretty cool that the Yankees actually seemed to light him up on the mound. That was unexpected, and of course, they completely squandered those good vibes. So,
1: yeah, checks yeah. out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but his oh, yeah. he's incredible. I thirty-one homers in the first half of the season. I I I'm amazed.
1: <laughs> Does he get to sixty? Is the question. Yeah,
0: Shohei <laughs> Watani hit sixty homers. Challenge, do it.
1: Yes, do yeah. it. You won't.
0: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna pass Matsui, I think, for the most homers by any Japanese-born player in MLB history. So,
1: 100, like, because what's Matsui's like most? Isn't it like in the 30s? <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, he already tied it. Matsui had 31 in 2004. I was just say
1: I thought it was like a low 30s, but it was like all right.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> good work, Shohei. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Mitre of the week. Who are I you think, picking?
1: I think this is uh, should come as no surprise. It's the heavy favorite. One Aroldis Chapman.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm not even going to just talk about this week. Again, since I did this for green, I'm going to do this for Chapman too. Since we last recorded a podcast, Aroldis Chapman has appeared in three games. In those three games, he has pitched a total of one and one third inning. He has given up nine runs, has an ERA of 60.75. Again, that's (laughs) (laughs) 60.75. he has uh walked six batters again his uh number of games is barely under his innings pitched but he's walked more batters than he's pitched innings he's just basically been absolute trash and um stop it yeah shoot what are you doing <laughs> Go away. <laughs> like he got bailed out in one game, the, the one game against the Royals where he blew the save, but then still get, got the win because the Yankees rallied. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, he's just been utter utter trash. Like, you know, the angels game, especially where he was handed a, a substantial lead and just lost it. And Walk the bases loaded. Was, Yeah. And obviously it's just frustrating game to begin with. Like, cause you know, they started off strong. They scored seven runs off of Shohei Otani uh, when he was pitching and got him out of the game. So he, he couldn't even bat anymore. They didn't even like let him finish one inning. So that's not even that like you could just remove him as a pitcher, and put him in right field. They needed to get him out of the game. So The Yankees offense did that. They showed up. They suffered through two rain delays, went into the ninth of the lead, and then they're all in this chat. And just, just like, you know, just giant fart noise. And then obviously against the Mets, you know, yesterday, he kind of, he came in and, you know, it was the same exact nonsense. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? His ERA on the season, the month of June, it started with his ERA as a 0. 0.45. His ERA is now 4.71.
0: Just incredible, incredible fall.
1: Just like, what are we doing? Like in 12 games in the from all of June plus yesterday's July 4th game, in 12 games, he's given up 14 earned runs. He's walked 11 batters, given up four home runs. And from June 1st to now, he has a 14.54 ERA. Good stuff. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's, it, it's not great. And honestly, it should be war if he didn't get bailed out by that triple play oh yeah no should be worse let's let's not forget that it should be worse
0: (laughs) yeah lindsey adler at the athletic had a good article talking about both chapman and cole but like talking about how chapman in particular it's really unclear what is going on because it could be a mechanics thing could be some stuff going on with his fingernail could be harder for him to get a grip he may have been doing sticky stuff it's just all a mess so that's
1: very comforting that's the thing that it's like, that's annoying too. Is like if there's like a fingernail or whatever issue, like put him on the IL. Yeah. At the very least, he needs to not be closing right now. At least, like I know I can't control the fact that he'll eventually close again, but yeah. right now he should not be closing. He should be pitching in very, very low leverage situations until he's earned his job back.
0: Yeah, put him in the Justin Wilson role, and put Justin Wilson in the uh, Rocket to the Sun role. <laughs>
1: I was very curious I was like are you just making him the closer or just send him off the screen? <laughs> yeah. Just stop caring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and because I think like you don't you do you do have Chad Green available. Like he's the one that like right now, at least until Britain comes back and if Britain shows he's fully ready to go, but at least until he comes back, you have Chad Green who should be doing most of the high leverage or closing or save situation things and not a the chapman.
0: Yeah. It's easy being green. It's not easy being a the chapman.
1: It's not easy being just absolute trash. Yeah.
0: yeah well my mitre of the week is i was gonna just say garrett cole if you said chapman but at this point i'm just gonna say everyone on the pitching staff not named green lawiska cortez or king i guess because he was good the other day but it's just all been bad garrett cole gets the most of the spotlight because he has the most responsibility and he's been ass lately so but everyone no one's been good no
1: no not at all (laughs) yeah and, like, it, even if like, King or Cortez are bad, it's, like, who gives a crap? It's, like, a, if Brooks Krisky has a bad game, like, who gives a crap? But, like, obviously yeah. the Yankees are depending on King and Cortez more, but it's, like, you know, one of those things where they're being forced to do more than they, they should be doing, so it's not even their fault. But they've at least been ranging from, like, randomly having, like, really good outings to just things at least solid. Like, they haven't really been terrible at all, so good for them at least. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're doing whatever. So the rest of these guys. That's, that's,
1: that's again, the nicest thing I can say. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, maybe the next time we'll talk. The Yankees will have some wins. They probably won't. But that's (laughs) this is the 2021 Yankees. It's a lot of fun. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, that's let's talk about the Yankees. Yeah, we're done. We're goodbye. (laughs)
1: Talked about them longer than I wanted
0: (laughs) to. Yeah. Anyway, so you can follow us on Twitter, Pinstripe Alley. Follow me on Twitter, Murrins PSA. Where are you this week?
1: First, I'm gonna say, are are you sure they can't follow you on Captain Marvel? I'm still sticking with this because I have no idea what that was about. But uh, no, you can follow me at Bringer of Rain twenty one. Not to be confused with uh, Josh Donaldson's Twitter handle, Bringer of Rain twenty. But just bring all the rain, please, all for the whole year. Just bring rain.
0: So I guess you you are actually Patrick Gallagher then, because apparently that's who Bringer of Rain twenty one is.
1: Sure, why not? <laughs>
0: apparently, he's a big <laughs> Eric Sogard fan because he did a whole bunch of tweets for like Face of MLB, and then has not done nothing since since twenty fourteen. <laughs> that's you.
1: Yes, you found me. I'm Patrick Gallagher, did you say? Is yeah, Gallagher. Name? Yeah, Gallagher. Yeah, B, Patrick Gallagher. Who knew? Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, hope you have a good week, which maybe involves limited Yankees baseball, but keep following Pinstripe Ballet for us as we try to work our way through this. So <laughs> that's it for us. Have a good week. Farewell. Uh...